0: Welcome back to the Flex Diet Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mike T. Nelson. Where we're on this podcast, we talk about things to help increase and improve body composition, lean body mass, aka muscle, and a performance, all without destroying your health in the process. Today I'm super stoked to have my good buddy from Canada, Mr. Brian Cron, is on the program. And as always, uh, this is brought to you by the Flex Diet Certification. Go to flexdiet.com, F-L-E-X-D-I-E-T.com for all the information and to get on the wait list. That'll let you know the next time that it opens and we'll also put you on to the newsletter where I've got a bunch of other great content, a lot of exclusive content that only goes out to the newsletter. And if you have direct questions and things you want to see on the podcast, the best way to find me is to just reply once you're on the newsletter. That's usually my first priority other than uh, paying clients to get back to that. Just allows me to kind of streamline everything too. So go to flexdiet.com, F-L-E-X-D-I-E-T.com for a complete system on how to use nutrition and recovery methods for yourself or especially if you're a coach or trainer. So flexdiet.com. So today, as I mentioned on the program, a uh, great trainer, a good buddy who I've known for a long time. Uh, he actually used to edit some of my articles uh, when I did more writing for Team Egg, uh Testosterone Nation which I might start doing again once I can free up a little bit uh, more time. So Brian Cron, and we talk pretty wide-ranging spectrum of conversation here from what's going on up in Canada where he lives, weather, We uh, get into more training, uh, what he does with his clients, some exercises that both of us um, like. And per the similar episode, I can check out the one I did with uh, Ryan LeCure, we just start talking, and um, yeah, it was recorded. So it uh, starts off a little bit uh, slow and not necessarily related to fitness. So if you want to fast forward through that, it's up to you. Um, but enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with Mr. Brian Cron. Let's see, uh, I see you, but I can't hear you.
1: <laughs> there,
0: it's the it. internet in Canada—it's not working. It's frozen. It's blocked <laughs> just... by all the truckers. I don't know.
1: Yeah, frozen, <laughs> <and expensive>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> i only know that because i talked to a buddy from canada last week otherwise i know nothing that goes on in the world
1: <laughs> yeah they're uh they're protesting tyranny man there's tyranny everywhere
0: so yeah <laughs> i heard i was getting kind of crazy
1: yeah i mean i feel a little bad because it's like they're nuts and their their message is terrible you know, <laughs> you know and, and they're but at the heart of it. You know, I you know, I, I like to, I like seeing protest. I like you know, and, and I like because it reminds me of what we fought for, and and you know, and all these people are like you know, throw them in jail. I'm like, no, no, you can't. No. you know, so or now what they're doing though is they're <clears throat> it, they're freezing their bank accounts. Oh shit! And you know, people are like, fuck yeah, and I'm like, I uh... don't, <laughs> you know, but. You know, and it's interesting, though, because you try to throw that argument in there going, I don't think I'm cool with people. They're like, well, you side with them. I'm like, no. no. Yeah. You know, and they're like, these aren't this isn't the Colombian cartel. These are a bunch of idiots. Right. <laughs> like, Come
0: on. Man. <laughs> they're not uh, trying to smuggle like truckloads of heroin into Canada.
1: <laughs> well, I know exactly. I mean, well, the boogaboo is it's, it's a bunch of U.S. money.
0: Oh, That's, really? I didn't know yeah, that part. Yeah, well, from like the whatever
1: the super mega team. So, anyway, but still, they should be freezing it. That's kind of like,
0: yeah, that kind of freaks me out a little bit, but yeah. I mean, you
1: at least you guys, you got that second amendment, you could solve that problem, but like... yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh. I don't know. but yeah,
1: <clears throat> how are you doing, man?
0: uh good it's probably a little warmer here than where you, where you're at i don't know do you do you convert to the the uh the f instead of the centigrade now up there or you're still on the uh, old metric system
1: yeah, we're still on that archaic metric. System. <laughs> <laughs> so, the one uh, that
0: everyone else uses except the u.s it's so archaic yeah, so,
1: <laughs> so therefore it's wrong <laughs> right <laughs> oh we've had the craziest winter man it's been like Now I got to do, I got to do the math. It's been like most way above freezing, like the fifties. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and then no snow, but no snow. What happened? Well, that's the fucking thing. That's the thing about Alberta, my part of Alberta. Yeah. March, April. That's when the, that's when mother nature lowers that hammer. Mm. So it's like right now everyone's like, oh, it's no snow. And I'm like, yeah, wait for it. You know, wait for it. (laughs) So,
0: yeah in minnesota i have this thing where we have snow now we've had snow most of the winter not a lot but i'm like if it's going to be like 10 below fahrenheit in the morning when i wake up without a wind chill there sure as hell better be snow on the ground because there's nothing worse than looking outside where it's just brown and then if you get an overcast day it just feels so depressing or luckily most of the time like now it's like super sunny and probably 12 degrees above zero yeah it's a little bit cold but when it's sunny out it it just doesn't seem that bad when yeah. it's brown and overcast it feels horrible
1: <laughs> well and I, like you know I'm where i'm from in the prairies man it's the wind
0: mm. that changes i guess it. super so,
1: windy up there oh like yeah if you have a windy day you can be you know you can be you can be fucking cold but if there's no wind you can like do stuff yeah you know you can whatever but as soon as there's a hint of wind it's like all right we're out <laughs>
0: You know. Yeah, when you have to go outside and wear a ski mask and goggles to go outside, you know that's that's a little inhumane. I think that's that's where I draw the line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I respect that. I, I <laughs> uh, I, 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 well, you do all this kiteboarding and shit, or whatever the hell. Yeah, you
0: should to to go kiteboarding up there. You'd blow away <laughs> two meter kite. You're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was kind of like thought
1: you'd you'd have moved your your office, you know. To the southern states
0: uh working on it we were down there <laughs> we were down in uh south padre texas for six weeks this past fall so end of october through the first part of december um so it was pretty fun we came back went to the dominican for a week and then came back was in costa rica i uh, got quarantined for nine days in costa rica extra on top of the seven days <laughs> yeah i saw that that was Interesting, which isn't bad. Like being in Costa Rica, it was great. I love Costa Rica; it's awesome. But if I'm going to spend nine extra days in Costa Rica on my own dime, I'd, I'd like to go somewhere other than my hotel. And the hotel was great, but you know, at two hundred dollars a night, you're just—I could work somewhere else for a lot cheaper. And you know, mm. it was fine, nothing bad, but it's—it was just odd.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, then oh my god, imagine like, we were in Hawaii, and uh, for a week, <clears throat> and I was terrified i go if we get quarantined here you know i i got we had a rate on the room but i think their normal rate there it's like a, like a thousand a night something just no! you know like we did not did not pay that yeah you know, but like that's like what we would have to pay probably but uh um well like when you're in quarantine did you still have access to like the amenities like could you go to the water and could you, you well that,
0: that that's <laughs> what was so weird because it all happened and i talked about it on the podcast and. Yeah. And so I asked him, they're like, Okay, you have to give us the hotel before we let you go. And we just throw you out of the Ebola tent and kick you in a cab and just take you wherever. And so I I didn't know. I'm like, okay, I, I gave him the hotel we stayed at near the airport because yeah. I'm like, I don't know any other hotels. And I'm thinking I need some place that has, you know, food, and that place normally has a gym. And so I told him that place, not knowing if I can get it for, you know, at that time I was supposed to be two weeks. Oh. <laughs> and so I okay. And I'm like, well can I go out to get food or like, do I have to have like room service for like every meal? And they're like, no, you can go out and get food. I'm like, Oh, so I can go to the hotel and get food. They're like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, well, can I go outside for a walk? And they're like, well, yeah, that's okay. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, could I drive across the border to Nicaragua and take a flight out of there? And they got really mad at me. And they're like, no, you're supposed to stay in your hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, obviously, there's a line somewhere, and I pushed it. So I don't know what was anything in between, but I got nervous. Like, I didn't rent a car. I didn't go down to Ben House's place. I didn't go to anybody's place. I knew, yeah, because I, I didn't know what the regulations were. I didn't want them to get in trouble because I had to report where I was going to be at, and they're maybe not following some weird COVID rules. So I just. Stayed at the nicer, more expensive American hotel next to the airport.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I would have done. I mean, <coughs> I know the, the rules are driving me nuts because, you know, I, we did all our PCR tests and, you know, everything's negative. And we get back here and my fir- my kid's first day at his new school, I bring him there and he's all kind of nervous. And it went okay. And then at, when I pick him up, they're like, oh, we just heard that you were in Hawaii. So you have to continue. He has to quarantine for the
0: remaining oh. 10 days.
1: Yeah what yeah like, what? Like, oh. like, like who the fuck ratted on me that's the first thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, how did they know
1: i know like you're not these are school teachers you're not, you know you're not that plugged in yeah uh, but uh anyway so that's had to scramble and finding babysitters and
0: oh yeah so whatever yeah <laughs> i've heard with kids it's hard because schools will shut down daycare won't operate and then you know if you don't work from home or even if you do it's like all of a sudden now you've Got a kid to take care of during your day. Well, it's I know. Like, Oh, wow,
1: yeah. And it's, well, yeah, and first of all, like uh, the, on that one hand, that that cripples. Yeah. Like, if you have all of a sudden you're your kid can't be at school, like, yeah, or at that <laughs> age, you, can't just, you just can't leave over with a pack of matches, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: kid, play with these, it's a real yeah, fire starter. I mean, Good luck. <laughs> I
1: don't, well, I know, like, there's that, and uh, I mean, just what a crippling thing for the economy. Like, all of a sudden, you're like, okay you know and but then the other thing is is like before i had this little bugger in my mind you know in my mind i was like well this is great you know i work from home you know I'm like i'll take care of it. you know we'll play and then you'll have a nap and i'll do programs
0: yeah you know? <laughs> how's that working then out I'll, yeah
1: then i'll him, you know will do some calls you know what i mean you know like basically then reality hits it it's just like what the fuck i, can't do anything. I can not do anything it's like start an email that ah, you know it's just Yeah, even with like, you know, if I don't have a really good babysitter, you know, like even then I'm uh, every ten minutes going, hey, no, no, he's not allowed to do that. No,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like train the babysitter program.
1: Oh yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, man. I
0: mean, it's
1: it's devastating. Like people, people don't have kids. You know what I'm saying? They just don't understand like uh, that how that's completely turns the life upside down and all of a sudden parent has to stay home like holy fuck I mean, like, man, yeah. I a business. Like,
0: yeah we don't have any, any kids we don't even have a plant that's alive in our house much less a pet
1: um, <laughs>
0: but i've got a lot of you know clients that have kids and just the stuff they go through and like you're even doing calls with them and you see like all the shit happening in the background you're just like oh my god
1: <laughs> i know i know and it's and it's, and it's always funny but after a while, it's like, this isn't funny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you turn your kid, you're like, you like, I'm losing it with you.
0: <laughs> then you but, got the two bulldogs running around. Oh, uh, I'm down to one. Oh, but, what happened? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Oh, oh sorry. I'm, I'm over it. But uh, it, was actually, it was actually quite dramatic. He
1: had a heart attack while I was walking.
0: Oh, which one? Uh, Maverick.
1: Oh. So, <laughs> it's like a goose. They went in their opposite order, but... Uh, yeah but yeah that was kind of traumatic but uh i well i still got one
0: yeah and how old is he now uh the goose well goose is a she
1: (coughs) oh she okay yeah she's six or seven i think okay and she's super fat like she's just fucking huge and and (laughs) and you know you know it's bad with the vet uh, our vet does house calls and and at first when she's coming over she's a new vet and she's like okay we're going to work on her diet. And she brings out her scale and she's like, yeah, she's really heavy. We gotta, we're going to bring this down. And, and, uh, after about two house calls, she doesn't even bring the fucking scale. She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give it up on that. <laughs> Maybe she's given up on us, you know, cause we control her food, but
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to my sister once on the phone and we got all of a sudden got on the topic of, uh, diet, pet food. And I didn't know that she was calling me from the grocery store looking at the diet pet food we just happened to be talking about it and i'm like what is a stupid idea like what are the dogs running cool. through the grocery store like feeding themselves so they're going to get the diet food and then i realized i'm like oh it's the human who feels bad because now they can feed their dog more food and it's less calories and she's like yeah i didn't want to tell you i was standing there looking to buy the diet pet food for my dog <laughs> I'm going off on this random oh, that's the dumbest idea ever. <laughs> I, know, I know. Well,
1: it is. It is scary like when you look at the food we we feed pets. Like, celery it, it's just shit. Especially. Oh yeah. Like apparently, stuff from China has got like, of course, got like fucking plastic in it and Tupperware. I yeah. know. <laughs> um, you know, for you know a lot, of, you know a lot of people they just cook up meat. You know, for their that's probably the best
0: thing. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. But, but yeah, but
1: you yeah, also want to have some carbs. I think it's usually uh, probably depends on the breed, but it's like right. sweet potato, <laughs> and, you know. Yes, yeah, sweet potato I know is good, not corn. I don't know. But um, the reason why my dogs are so freaking fat is because my kid, you know, he's got his egg of waffles watching SpongeBob, And then of course he's got ADHD like dad, so he <laughs> <laughs> and the dog moves in. Huh? <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: And she, and she's uh, totally uh,
1: on to it she just doesn't like just kind of sits there just waits she's like all right so you're, you're you're a little meth head you're gonna get bored gonna go in. <laughs> so.
0: yeah it is interesting how different breeds my sister has a corgi and we grew up with corgis which i love but yeah. they're yeah. they are so and it sounds typical but they're so food motivated it's crazy and you mm-hmm. just wonder like how did they get is that like a byproduct of breeding or is it just the fact that they're just like humans where they're just wired for efficiency and they figured out if they just sit next to you and stare at you and bark <laughs> once in a while, they just get food and they don't even have to move. <laughs> so it's like an efficiency thing. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, you always hear out there say, well, we we bred the aggression out of them. Like, Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that to me? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think there is a breed trait there. I mean, I think the, even my last two dogs by like, yeah. Maverick was not really into food. Really? Yeah. Like, huh. he'd, like he'd get, he'd be into food if goose tried to eat his food. Anything okay. Like yeah. But if it was just there for the taking, he'd be like, man, you know, whereas I guess that's why, cause she would eat everything. So I think that's why I think, <laughs> so,
0: but, uh, and yeah, the they, weight you know, difference. Yeah. Hence the, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> and he's the one who fucking dies of a heart attack oh <laughs>
0: poor guy uh well yeah i don't know. but better. i've seen some people who have dogs where they just leave food out all day and i'm like the dog doesn't eat all of it they're like no it just goes and eats whenever it wants and then yeah, just i'm like wow
1: <laughs> yeah but there's and therein lies another thing like goose does that as big as she is we put out her food and she'll eat she'll eat the we Usually top it with like, you know, a little bit of meat or whatever, or whatever. And she'll eat that, but then she'll leave the rest. Like she's on a some hunger strike because she knows <laughs> uh, like, eventually, you know, we're going to break down and like, whatever, I'll be, whatever. Like the gravy train's going to kick in. She knows, right. like, you know, so I don't know. And she begs, begs for it. So <laughs> uh.
0: Uh, anyway. uh. that's my life. Yeah. yeah. How are all the clients? Fuck, that's busy it's busy uh um, how many do you have now if you don't mind saying we already well, started recording a while ago anyway so <laughs>
1: <laughs> are we recording
0: okay. yeah <laughs> oh, oh, no. we can oh, edit shit. stuff if you want <laughs> uh, I'll just, i just i don't know anyway people <laughs> <laughs> some of my podcasts lately have just turned out. i talked to ryan lecure and it was just like random city of just like hey bro what's going on he's like hey you know this one thing in the gym and i'm like yeah I figure the podcast is just more like people get to be a fly in the wall and see the weird ass conversations I have. So
1: well, I appreciate I appreciate that. I just hope I didn't say anything uh, about well, I, no, nothing too political. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh shit! Okay, uh, I take it back. Whatever it was, whatever it was. Don't <laughs> I was sue me. Quoted.
0: <laughs> I was quoted. It was misquoted. Wasn't me.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right. No, I'm averaging. We're I actually looked at this today. I'm at about. Uh, uh, 60, what, 50 year really active.
0: Oh, dude, that's uh, like, crazy.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. It's
0: Woo. a lot.
1: Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's a lot. So, but it's, um, well, it's a lot. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, what am I trying to say? It's hell. It's, I remember when I, when it got really, I had a burst, you know, in the fall. And, uh, now I was really kind of really anxious about it because I'm like, I don't have time for this. And I'm already, my wife already carries the line share and I'm like, but I just, I kind of told myself I can, this isn't rocket science, you know, yeah. I can do this. I can do this. And I, and I go, once this becomes my new normal, I'm like, then when it goes down again, as it always does, I'll have all this free time.
0: Right. And How's that working out? That's not working. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I told myself that once too, it didn't work.
1: <laughs> oh, I
0: know. I just,
1: but I got the added stress of like, you know, when you're, you're really busy on your home job, home-based job and it's uh it's a weird, okay. Think of it like, cause I had my father-in-law here for a long time and you know, and all he sees is, oh, I'm up, you know, in my sweats, up in my office, you know,
0: farting Punching around into the a computer.
1: Yeah. Farting around the computer, probably, you know, watching hockey or porn or <laughs> hockey porn. I don't know. <laughs> and you know, and I'm trying to tell him, I'm like, you know, it's no, I'm doing lots of work. It's just kind of weird. It's, it's like well, you know, oh, it must be nice to be able to, you know, get up, you know, whenever you want. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, when is the last time I've got up? <laughs> <laughs> I get up at 4.30. Think that's what, I think that's what I want. <laughs> like, like, anyway, but uh, yeah, man, it's, um, yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm just trying to, um, I've been able to streamline my systems a bit. I used to have an, a, an extra check-in process that was really, I really liked it and I got more information, but it was just a redundancy. And I put a lot of onus on the clients. That's, you know, in retrospect, I'm glad glad I got rid of it because it was a bit of an ask.
0: You Um, do check-ins once a week then now, or what was the extra one?
1: Well, no, I do once a week check-in, but if they're recording their metrics and their food and everything, I don't really need them to do much, like beyond that. Yeah. You know, so, but before I had an extra, I had them do that, but then I had them do an extra check-in like just a pardon me, just a Google doc. Mm. And um, there's a lot of red- information that I was getting through the software already, but they're also asking just stuff like, how you doing? How you feeling? You know? Yeah. Um, And it was, you know, and when people were, most people were, were responding to it, they were giving me lots of info like, Oh, this happened in my life. And cause that's my shtick is I program around stuff like that.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's not me like, a no.
1: yeah. Yeah. So it's not like I'm fucking nosy, but it's just like, you know, if you're,
0: yeah. But if yeah. a big stressor happens, you want to yeah. know about it. And it's like, yeah. you know, early on, like they'd missed three sessions and I was an idiot. And I'd be like,
1: what's that going on?
0: You missed three sessions. And I did that to someone once. And she's like, yeah, my grandpa just died. I was like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm yeah. a moron. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe I should change my tact and be like, hey, uh, just checking to see what's going on. It's like, you don't know what's going on. It's online and, you you know, in person, you can kind of see their face and, how they yeah. move, and you have a good idea, but online you don't. You have no idea, you know. And I'm like, eh, I should probably just ask.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and it's uh, yeah. that is the biggest thing that uh, that I miss. Like when you see when you see someone, even if you only saw them once a week, you know, yeah. you just not obviously you check out their physique and their form and all, but you just see their face. <laughs> like they look totally. Like, you know, if, they're, if someone is stressed and just kind of got that wide, you know, they're
0: like an ADD knowledge. squirrel on meth. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like this. Probably you need something a little bit different. So, but no, it, it's going well. I mean, you know how it is, though. It's, I, it's always, you know, I don't, I don't think much of coaching. That is, just telling people, okay, you gotta, you gotta hit the targets better. You gotta hit the targets yeah. better. You know what Try I mean? Try harder, bro. Exactly. <laughs> you know, track harder next week. Like right, it's like, <laughs> you know, and, and I you know I'm always trying to like well how can I help you <laughs> hit these targets or should I change these targets you know um so I you know I, I much prefer the later stages of coaching when they're hitting the targets and yeah. kinda, you know easier. And I, well yes but yes and no like if someone's not hitting the targets like well, fuck hit the yeah. targets and we'll talk you know right you know yeah. my diet's not working well how many days a week did you hit it well I hit it once well once <laughs> yeah it's a good yeah. start <laughs> <laughs> you know But I got some people now, especially a couple of, of women. They're just studs. They're like ninety percent every day. You know, and I'm like, geez, you know. And when they stop making progress, that's when the job starts.
0: You know. Yeah. Do you ever get worried when people are like hyper compliant? Like, if I see people hitting a hundred, like a new client hitting like a hundred percent, hundred percent, like they never miss a training session, and I know they're not going to step on stage and you know, their underwear in four weeks or something, you know what I mean? Like, I know they just have like a more of a general goal, which is totally fine. I I actually get worried now because I know that I'm afraid if a wheel comes off they're they're like the blaster dust, like from Dave Tate when they're on, they're on. And when they're off, they are so off. It's like, go, you know, send a search party to pull them out of whatever cheesecake they fell into.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, though, but, uh, like I jumped in there, I just, whether it's too good, they're lying,
0: you know, Yeah, that or they're just, they're, they have no idea what they're doing and they yeah. think they're hitting everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they're just repeating. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> <every day. laughs> Mail it in. Every day is like, wow, you're big. Like I got this one guy, it's just, it's starting to, it was starting to insult my intelligence a little bit. Not that I have that much, but <laughs> every day is like recording 2,400 calories every effing day. And I'm like going like, what? I'm like, how is that humanly possible? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Well, I eat the same thing every day. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, anyway, but the variance would have been minimal anyway. But um, but yeah, when someone is really hitting it and things aren't happening, like that's when it gets kind of that's when it's interesting. And it's like, okay, and you know, and you know they're reasonably, you know, they're there's no bullshit in the stats, right? <laughs> like that's when it's like, okay.
0: So what do you do then? Like, what do you have like a kind of a uh a- Order of operation or priority, or I'm always curious what people do. Uh,
1: well, it's always number one is um just okay, we're, like they, they hate this. Okay, so well, let's repeat first, re- repeat the week, you know? Yeah. and I always them, hate that. Not well, bad. I know. And yes, it's usually partly because I'm lazy, but more it's like you more often they do something, it gets easier. They feel you know, they stop thinking about it, you know, and all of a sudden things start happening. So they're not thinking about it. Um, unless there's like a big deadline, then that stress is not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It gets worse. (laughs)
1: Um, so yeah, first is always verify intake. And then it's just, you know, it really depends. Like the worst is when it's someone who's just, um, you know, there's no such thing as metabolic damage. There's definitely metabolisms that have no business being put through a diet again, especially females. Like they've just been chronic, just like shit just stops working. It's really wacky, yeah, you know, and I get a little annoyed. Imagine I get annoyed by Facebook sometimes. Like, you're kidding, me too. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I had to stop going on there for quite a while because it would just mess me up.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, you get these people saying, you know, uh, oh, you're not in a calorie deficit, you're not in a calorie deficit, you're like, and 90% of the time, yeah, if they're not losing weight, they're not in
0: it. That's right. Not all the fucking time, dude. But like, why then? Like, what's going on? Right. Uh, You know, that's that's my thing. It's like, okay, I I get it that we if we lock people in a metabolic chamber and we control everything that goes in and goes out, yes, calories in, calories out works. But that's a closed environment. Like humans walk around doing stuff consciously and unconsciously in an open environment. And it's not that they're trying to lie to you. It's that there was some down regulation or some change that they have no conscious awareness of so they're they're not trying to make your life hell they're not trying to lie to you they're not trying to do anything quote-unquote wrong or bad but at the same point if stuff doesn't add up then you know something's got to be going on
1: yeah i mean and it's um that's you know that's when it gets that's when it's difficult because you know you know it might be you know it might be something legitimately just their metabolism is just damp i guess that's where he's dampened <laughs> <laughs> or just kind of depressed or suppressed mm-hmm. whatever uh, well, yeah or you know and this is more often the case they're just they've, they've reached a level of burnout where they're just eating shit and they just don't they literally it's subliminal that's how i call it yeah subliminal. yeah i don't know and uh you know and then of course there's others like there's medical anomalies that we don't even fucking consider like just maybe they have some well, obviously stress you know they're yeah. a bunch of fluid um they're sleeping like shit retaining a bunch of fluid um man i mean like there's people who get like bizarre infections and stuff i've had these things you know <laughs> <And it's, laughs> like there's everything that goes in the mix and you can't just always my point is yes it's usually they're not compliant with the diet or whatever or they're just not in a deficit that then the target has to change but that's just not always it is a little bit of hubris to think that's always the answer, you
0: know. Yeah, and I mean, most of the time, I don't know if what you're using, but I'm using like daily body weight. Yeah, and we yeah. know that body weight's going to fluctuate. I know it's not a marker for fat loss. I, I get yeah. it, but a measurement that they can get within a couple seconds, that's reliable, <clears throat> that's cheap, that we can get daily, it's a pretty good measurement.
1: Yeah, especially uh, over but, time. Yeah. yeah,
0: especially over time, because I'm looking at trends over the week, over yeah. the month, over the year. But then you've got things like carbohydrate, you know, changes. So glycogen yeah. changes, you know, salt changes, fluid changes. I well, went out and had Chinese last night. So they had like a spike of 3000 yeah. milligrams of sodium that they don't normally have. They got super thirsty. So they, ah, they freak out because they're up three pounds now. And yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's my first thing, especially with women. If, you know, sometimes they've been asked because they hate the scale. Yeah. Or they or they have no business using the scale. That's the other They Just had, you know, try to convince them. Look you're going to figure out right away that this measurement is goofy. It doesn't,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> There's no way you're gating that. That can't be all body fat. It's impossible. Right. You're Not eating that much. And then they're most of them kind of get into it. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, this is kind of stupid, you know, and it loses its power, but, um, well, usually, um, yeah, no, I've had some interesting kids. Well, then there's, well, then there's the monthly for women, the monthly bill like, yeah. that can be, you know
0: that, that that can be a big swing even in oh. smaller females i've seen in some people who are very sensitive yeah. i had like a hundred and twenty pound female where she would routinely go up three four pounds like oh. and sometimes it'd be higher than that even you know
1: well yeah and and sometimes I, the other thing is <laughs> i always read these posts from guys saying oh with my client my female clients i have them eat more in their luteal phase or try the, oh, they God. change her. and i'm just like fuck dude like, <laughs> oh, don't you know, you do ask them how it works for them and yeah. work, around, work around it. You know, like yeah. let them tell you. Um, but yeah, like they'll get some get really obviously the chocolate cravings and that obviously that affects intake. And um, I haven't really played with trading volume. I know Lyle McDonald's big on that. Play with the volume. I just, yeah, I just, I just
0: don't I'm not convinced by the data. And number two, like I don't think I've ever had a client that's that dialed into a nat's ass that okay. that's really going to matter, and I want to add that much more stress to their life. I, yeah. I I just don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I I no. haven't found someone yet where I think it's worth the added stress. I guess.
1: No, it's funny. Uh, our mutual friend, uh, uh, Doctor Doctor Brian Chung. When I when I mentioned that. Oh people, yeah. When when I, I said hi. Yeah. When I mentioned people are doing that, I go, "Yeah, coaches are programming around the the." their menstrual cycle, he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <They> like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, who are these people? <laughs> so, but I, I like things like if they know they're going to be, a lot of it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so they tell me I'm always hungry these days. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, okay, but that's well,
0: feedback. That makes sense to me. Well, yeah. yeah. Let's
1: work with it. Okay. Let's have yeah. a little bit more, a little bit, you know, and then at least then it's steeped in reality. <laughs> yeah. But, um but Fuck. Yeah. There's. I forget. I read Lyle's book, of course, on it, but I just, yeah, I was like, I'm not going to do this.
0: Yeah. I've, yeah. I had one of the craziest things I had two crazy clients in the past where you're just like beating your head against the wall and you're going, what is going on? Like you've gone down the list, you're tracking their steps. They're pretty good about tracking calories Their sleep's good. Like they don't have sleep apnea. I've read into that a few times. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. One of them was on blood work. I, I had this, uh, it was a female competitor. She was awesome to work with. We're looking at her blood work and I'm like, what the heck? So I sent it to a good buddy of mine. I keep on retainer, Dr. Tommy Wood, shout out to him. I'm like, <laughs> hey man, um, what's going on here? This seems <laughs> wacky. I, I don't get it. Yeah. And he's like, is she a female uh, cyclist on EPO? I'm like, That's kind of what I was thinking. And she's uh, a power lifter. No, she's not on any drugs at all. And we later figured out it was uh, sleep apnea. She was getting so apneic, so low in oxygen at night that her body's like, oh, shit, we need to bump up red blood cell count. And she was just chronically sleep deprived for years. So we got her a uh, sleep study. She ended up having a bunch of, uh, erotically couldn't afford me anymore because she had to have like dental surgery and her whole airway and everything like reformed, oh, um, yeah. but she had massive sleep apnea. And so I was like, Oh crap. But if, the interesting part is like, if you'd asked her, she's like, I don't know. I don't really have anything going on. Like without the blood work, I don't know if we would have seen it. And her doc is like, yeah, she's fine. I'm like, go back to your doctor and ask them about this measurement, this yeah. measurement, and this measurement, and they're like, "Well, it's a little high, like a little high. It's oh. like crazy high." So again, you run into just once you got that all started resolved, like her stress got better, HRV scores yeah. improved, like everything just everything just started working again.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's it's interesting. Probably. People- probably the thousands listening right now or this fucking idiot who's (laughs) rambling um uh you know i've got a i've got a lot uh what's the opposite Confident? (laughs) i don't know um humbled i guess because oh yeah
0: (laughs) uh, you know that's because you actually work with live humans
1: well well yeah well yeah 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 that's
0: true but Compared to okay. a lot of the coaches who profess stuff who've never worked with the human before, which is fine. Just don't tell me you're a coach, then I don't care. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just read lots, you know? right? Just tell me you read lots. That's okay. You you may have a valid opinion. I just yeah. just don't lie to me.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, like I've I've made some like because I had a sleep apnea bad, and of course, oh, was, I didn't oh, know that. Yeah, especially of course with my wife who pointed it out and demanded, yeah. it, and I got the study and and yeah, it's confirmed, and I got the you know, I got the, the apparatus and snorkel machine, snorkel machine, hate it. Um, I, <laughs> I'm kind of off of it right now, but I'm, go, I'm going back on uh, now that I'm back in the bed. I'm going to <laughs> bring it to the couch. Um, um But yeah, and I, sw- I felt better. And then I started kind of, a, you know, what's the word evangelizing or I don't know. So yeah. oh, man, this, this shit works. And, and then, you know, now a lot of people are like, I don't really notice it. You know, and they're like, oh, I just, by losing weight, I cleared up my sleep apnea. And now, I'm like, yeah. hey, But hey.
0: that happens a lot of times, right? Yeah. I mean, you have less pressure. You've got less weight being pushed on it. Like you can totally make a huge difference in some people with that.
1: Yeah. So I made, I kind of made them say using my own personal feedback, which was probably heavily biased, you know, because yeah. you know, <laughs> I paid for the fucking thing. You know? yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course it worked. You know how much I spent for that? <laughs> um, and I did that pushing it onto people, but uh, I mean, obviously there's science behind it. It's not voodoo, but uh, so that's kind of a little bit egg on my face in that and steps. I used to make fun of that
0: step counting. Oh, I think that's one thing I actually got right early on. I had old school pedometers before people had watches and stuff. And I used to get so much shit for that, but I'm like, probably from you. Yeah. But I'm like, (laughs) it's a cheap way to measure energy output. People are like, no, it doesn't matter. I'm like, yeah, because it's an unconsciously regulated thing. Like, Without a measurement, clients are not trying to lie to you. But you, right, you've you gotten super lean. Like you see, you know, Eric Helms is saying, he's like, yeah, when I get contest lean, he's like, I'm doing a lecture and I'm hanging on the board because I don't even want to support my weight anymore. It's like you get super lean and you start slashing people's calories. They just don't move. It's just that's how your body works. Thinks you're trying to kill it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, the way I always, again, myself. <laughs> Great coaching. <laughs> <laughs> the way it worked for me is like, I would literally do, you know, okay, I've been walking an hour a day. I'll go down an hour and a half, like that kind of shit. I'd just get the steps that way. Just like yeah. completely sloppy, you know, work for me, my little world. But, <laughs> you know, so I always would kind of, when I was getting into coaching, I made fun of it. I didn't make fun of it. I was just like, this is stupid. Just do yeah. more cardio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, no, it makes I will say it. um you might argue with me on this. I think when it's very low and you you look at their step count you're like holy shit dude you don't move much and then you correct that however way you do it uh that moves the needle.
0: Oh 100%. But I'm not it's Not like, linear.
1: Yeah, it's not like let's go from 6000 steps to 7000 like that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, it works but it's to me it's not as It's when they make that initial like holy shit I'm a slug. Yeah. They, you know, and they that's I guess probably all moves the needle, but that's what makes the big dramatic one, you know?
0: Yeah. And then there's Ponser stuff, right? About the constrained energy hypothesis that, you know, once you get above 12 to 15,000 steps per day, going from 15,000 to 20,000 doesn't seem to make a big difference. And, you know, that makes sense to me because I've had a few clients that just go batshit crazy and think, man, I'm at 15,000. I'm going to go to 20. And I'm just like, Nah, I don't, you know, the couple of times I did it, like, you know, anecdotal, didn't see hey, huge yeah, response. Yeah. And then are like walking two and a half hours a day. I'm like, what, you, you got to go to work. What are you doing? i are not, not, not a mailman. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
1: actually yeah, it's like I stole from, uh, you know, Luke Lehman. Muscle nurse. Oh, I
0: love Luke. I was at yeah. his wedding a couple Total years ago. Asshole. Total asshole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's a big prick. I wonder if he's listening to this. I'll send him this video. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Yeah you know, he, you know, how everyone like not everyone, you know, how calorie average works so well for the week. Uh, obviously a step average for the week that works really well. Yeah. So, uh, he uses 50,000 for the week, which is seven a day, 7,000 a day.
0: Yeah. It's probably about, yeah. Yeah. So I
1: like that. Cause then people with no, normal lives can look and go, Oh man, I've been really sedentary. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go walk lots over the weekend. And, just those, I think that the, I think the sweetness to that, also to the calories, you know, you know, having them give that little bit of control is just, um, it just lowers stress again.
0: Cause we're yeah. always staring at these fucking metrics. Um, oh, I didn't hit my
1: step count. Oh, I didn't, you know, just yeah, like gets up
0: at three in the morning to run around the block and goes back to bed, you know, <laughs>
1: oh, I'm, like the stressed to that, like, you know, drinks two liters of pop. It's, it's so it's like, I don't know, you know, you always have to have put the person first and say, okay, how can I push these things and not stress you out? Um, Make you feel like you're controlling things, but not things you're not supposed to control or just not, just not in, you know, you can't really control all the outcomes or many of the outcomes. Um, So, I mean, that's where I find coaching is. It's just like, like knowing which lever to push. And then like, is this the right lever for this person? You know, you know, so I got, I think that's kind of the challenge.
0: Well, one of the channels. You know. Yeah. I found on step count, like if people hit five to 8,000, that's kind of like my first phase. Yeah. Right? If they do, they measure, you know, like when I was doing my PhD, I remember doing my early measurements. I don't even think I got 2,300 steps a day. This yeah. is the non-account training. This is for three days in a row. Cause yeah. like I would wake up, I worked from home. I had clients that were online. Yeah, uh, My job was online. Like yeah. I didn't take a walk. I don't even think I went outside. I lifted in the garage. So I didn't walk to the friggin' gym. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh my god, I'm a slug. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, and then when all of a sudden you see that, you're like, oh, Christ. And then you correct it, and yeah. And you know, provided the other things are in line, yeah, you'll get a wow, um, yeah. So, but it's uh, it is cool. I also like it. It's it's, it's one of the few lifestyle things, if I can use that word, the you know, the soft, Weight Watchers y lifestyle things. <laughs> this is really good, it's just useful,
0: you know, so yeah. I had one client. She was a fitness competitor. I was looking at her steps and she was like pre-contest, like four weeks out, super lean. She mm-hmm. she was already lean before I worked with her. So it's not like I really did a whole lot. You yeah. know, I can take so credit tough. for anything. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden I look and she's like, one day she hits like 17,000. I was like, whoa. I said, what happened? What's going on? And she's like, yeah, I, I forgot. And I put my Fitbit in the dryer. <laughs> I was like, Oh, yeah. got it.
1: It's like, Oh man. Well, you know, then you get those questions like, okay, what if I'm on a, you know, a piece of cardio equipment where I'm not really accumulating steps and then it's like, well, what, what about, you know, my, my husband or my wife and i just like, you know, in the bedroom, how's that? How does that, Yeah. well, I don't know, three minutes it's, with me, it's three minutes, man. <laughs>
0: It's, it's intense good. though, I hear. So it's, it's a rumor. Oh, right yeah, it was good. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good. Just ask me. <laughs> uh, I don't think we'll ever get anywhere time soon where no. energy export is gonna be accurate. Right. No, I mean, yeah. years ago when I was with N- yeah. eat to perform, we we did yeah. this experiment, which I was okay to try. Yeah. Let's have people eat to what their Fitbit says. And I'm like, this is gonna work for 40 50 percent and the rest it's going to be a disaster and the people that are going to be a nightmare are the people who gain weight and they are going to be so confused Mm -hmm. that's exactly what happened right i mean even indirect calorimetry if you walk around with the thing plastered to your face all day Mm -hmm. there's still a big enough margin of error that i don't think it's going to be all that useful you know like a couple studies dubly labeled water put people in them you know respiration chamber metabolic chamber whatever yeah good for studies for a couple of days beyond that like free living humans like day to day months over years i just think we're so far from having that be accurate
1: yeah i just i tell them just don't even look at it i just it's garbage yeah <laughs> yeah cheap prediction equations and just yeah i mean it's just noise you know and uh yeah I, i'm just well i guess I guess the, the you know you can't really like can they even do a cardio a piece of cardio equipment that does that accurately? Because I think they're all just based on like <sighs> equations based on I think on marathon runners I read somewhere.
0: Yeah, treadmills are pretty horrible. Treadmills are like yeah. in the literature are by far the worst. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you have a name brand uh, like some of the Rogue, the Concept Two rowers are relatively close because. Yeah you know, the distance and, you know, kind of the machine. So it has to be specific to the machine. But again, that can be different by, you know, the mechanical efficiency of the rower, obviously a six foot six, you know, elite rower versus a five foot five person who's never done it. Like there's going to be a pretty big difference between those two. So again, you're back to just, I tell people, I'm like, yeah, if you want to log it from that machine, great. Keep track of it so we can compare. But other than that, like Mm -hmm. even on rowing, I just have people charge average watts. Like, I just want to yeah. know your output for you. That's fine. If you go up, great. You're better. That's all I care about. I'm not trying to fit that accurately into some equation somewhere.
1: Yeah. I'll use it in that respect. Like, yeah. yeah. Made, yeah. And then just keep it consistent and not right. the answer, but I don't use it as a, I don't think what the word is like, okay, we're going to adjust your diet based upon right. like, no, I mean, it's interesting though. I mean, so much of the numbers, so much are just you, this is more your department than mine, but are they're just way too soft. like there's just way too, you know, they're just not accurate enough. but I mean, if they're consistently inaccurate and and over the totality of a, like a diet, it doesn't matter as much. I get that. Um, that's why I, they're still useful with these you know folks who are just put so much stock in in what that label reads.
0: Yeah, I've had those people. I've had a couple of them more in the past, not so much now. <laughs> and my little trick I do with them on vacation is like, okay, you're yeah. going on vacation. Like, okay, just number one, try to eat like a normal human. Like just get some protein in, you know, don't go too, yeah. you know, face down in the, you know, banana pina coladas, yeah. like for breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner. And yeah. get up in the morning, go for a walk. If you can do some exercise without stressing you out, great. Uh, yeah. Sleep as much as humanly possible. Throw your Fitbit in the trash. Don't wear it. Mm-hmm. And most of the ones who are just like hyper like numbers based, like the four of them I had in the past came back. Every one of them lost one to four pounds in a week on yeah. vacation. Yeah,
1: no, I it it always. Well, you have so many things. Like yeah, well, they're going from like where you are or where I am to you know, someplace hot. Yeah, usually
0: somewhere warm. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's, that's there's so many. You know, so you get to boost the metabolism and and just if you're on vacation. You're less stressed. I mean, they're just. Decompressing and that affects weight, obviously.
0: Yeah, sleep, yeah.
1: I know it's just, yeah. I, I guess as I as the more I do this, longer I do this, I just I'm let not less sure, but I'm just less like, all right, you know. I'm 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 skeptical of everything. I don't get blown away in seminars anymore. Like remember the first time you go to a, <laughs> when you're 20, you go to a strength seminar or a nutrition one, you're like, holy shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> and now you're just like, okay, just don't fucking. Trying to bullshit me, you know.
0: Yeah, I remember the first time I got the Pollockman principles, and I was like, "What was this? Ninety-three? God, I'm old, something like that." And I remember thinking, "Oh my God, there's something besides three by ten, right?" Not knowing that Delorme discovered that nineteen, but fucking forty-eight or something, you know. I'm like, "Oh, ten by three. This is insane." You know.
1: I remember going to uh, wait, why share a seminars? And I and I remember be, I'd come back just completely like this, I'm changing out, doing shit. I'm changing how I train, I'm changing out, you know. Um, but the worst is always stuff like the Swiss symposiums where you get like the the panels, oh, yeah. I'd come back with all these ideas, and I forget the last one I went to, but I was, I just go, I'm like, okay, I still want to be bored, <laughs> you
0: <know>? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: yeah, know? um. But yeah, but now I'm just a lot more humble when I, when, you know, it's like, I don't know everything, man. And like, there's things going on and metabolisms are goofy and people are fucking strange. And, and, uh, there's so much machinery and the way that stress affects everything, not just on like, like, that's probably the biggest thing is the way it, obviously it affects, you know, hunger and energy and cravings and everything. Um, and it just affects all, the muscle building process and how they progress. And, uh, I don't know if it affects how, well, it does affect digestion obviously yes, big time uh, does that affect like the actual absorption of calories i don't know probably that's hard right yeah right now i'm like a fuck probably
0: yeah know? so do you measure hrv or any markers of stress then well no that's i was gonna jump in with you on i you know i look if they
1: want to share it i look at it but i don't i don't like i don't run my business on it i don't run it yeah yeah you know. so i i mean i, I You know, I think I talked to you a while ago about how, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. You're kind of like
1: you're still using, but you kind of just kind of backed off a little bit.
0: I use it on most people, but I'm not as adamant where you absolutely have to do it. And I did that for a while just because I wanted it, I wanted people to know that's what I did. So it was part of the deal.
1: Right now,
0: if on the clients I have now, probably 95% of them do it. Right. And the ones who don't are, pretty advanced where I can kind of trust their feedback and I can look at their metrics. I've worked with them long enough to know what's going on. Um but even like I still people give me shit. They're like, you still do HRV every morning, you dumbass. Don't you know anything about your body? It's like eight and a half years later. I'm like, yeah, like 90% of the time I'm I I pretty much know, but there's there's just weird unconscious shit that happens that Mm -hmm. it's happened enough to me and clients where I think it's useful because those are the times like stuff doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And am I, if I, like, I was in Costa Rica a, a while ago and my HRV was just, just like on a ski slope, just down. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, it's because of the stuff I did there. It was, I got sick towards the end. I was going to be quarantined. I didn't know how long but I was going to be there. Yeah, yeah. And there's like so many factors. <laughs> it's hard to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, knowing that it was going on and then the second i got home literally my hrv went up 21 points yeah and so in hindsight i think i probably got a little bit of a cold or something going on tested mm-hmm. negative for COVID, ironically for pcr mm-hmm. even though i got a positive antigen got stuck there yeah. um but i think i was subconsciously more worried about getting home and the mm-hmm. second i was home I'm like okay good everything's cool we're all good mm-hmm. but i would not i don't think i would have picked that up otherwise Okay. You know, I would have just been like, I don't know. It stuff's weird. I can't figure it out. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, let see. Yeah. Like that's where I, I see the utility in it. It's just like when your things are going on in your life and you look, okay, how, what's, how does this reflect on my HRV? Like, it, so I think there's a ton of utility to that, but it's just, would I use that then like in the reverse? Help me out here. What am I trying to like? Would I use it to be prescriptive with um yes like when i wake up and say okay my hrv is low i feel great my hrv is low fuck that i ain't training no i mean i think that's insane, right you know
0: yeah so i think you have to use again the averages and yeah. then so for example like people are like oh but what if hrv is like good all the time do you do anything different and i'm like yeah i push the shit out of their training volume yeah, because-, because they can handle it if their hrv is high especially let's say they're a power lifter right you, you don't need a, an HRV of 90 or 100 and a resting heart rate of 43, right? Yeah. You, you could probably give up some of that and get more training volume, push some higher intensity work. So, in some people, I will push their training volume and chronically almost keep them there, and their mm-hmm. HRV scores will, will be much worse, but not to the point where they still can't recover from the training. Yeah. And so, I think that to me is where it's useful because you know, you've worked with enough people like, Mm-hmm. on paper you can have two athletes where you're like man these two people are the same and mm-hmm. one of them for whatever reason just recovers faster than the other one like no drugs like oh, same yeah. thing like <laughs> everything is reported the same right at least as far as i know um <laughs> maybe the one's lying i don't know <laughs> no that's never like, happens <laughs> yeah never happens drugs never happens um and i've seen this with intensity like i i do this experiment once in a while where i had a, a natural uh, bodybuilder pretty high level guy He was just getting the shit kicked out of him all the time, like super diligent, super smart dude, finishing his PhD in the field, was coaching people. And so we did a little test. And when he would do like even a triple, like good form, not a grinder, like he would do that for like three sets, like his HRV would be tanked for 48 hours. But yet he could go to the gym and do 30 to 40,000 pounds of volume on mostly compound lifts, higher rep rate. And he could go back and train like five days a week. His HRV would be like almost the same. Now, he was like a freak in terms of volume, I think, that he could handle and recover from. But high-intensity stuff just would tank him for like two or three days. Now, I've seen the inverse on that too. I've seen like high-volume stuff just bury right. some people. But they could do like you know high percentage of 90% of 1RM stuff like at a ridiculously high rate with good form. And like two days later, be like, oh, I'm good to go again what
1: (laughs) yeah i mean you know i just that's where i always go back to you know showing my age i go back to the training log man yeah i mean like you know it's it it only tells your story um but but that's all
0: the client cares about anyway uh, i know (laughs)
1: you know, and i have no shame in uh in asking well let's go the stuff we've done with you already like let's this stuff that worked and you felt great on you know we'll change it but let's that's that's what worked you know we found we felt found yeah. that's that's all that matters you know like that training log that has it, you know people that's maybe that's one good thing about all the online tracking is that people are being a little more methodical with that but yeah you know, training log that has all the like that tells you to me that reflects what their lifestyles like you know obviously they're you know what what so much beyond than just like the loading parameters that's like cave. Okay, what was going on in your life when that was kicking ass, when that program was working and, and it just, yeah. I mean, I think that's the most powerful tool that you can use, like that the client can use and that obviously the coach can refer to.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, what's been nice is I, I mean, I'm biased. I use true coach now so I can track all the uh-huh. volume and know everything clients are, are doing. And that's been super helpful. And I have little assessments okay. we'll drop in there once in a while. Uh, Mm Um, but in the past, like trying to get photos of it and trying to get an update, a spreadsheet and all this other stuff, like you could do it. And there's definitely motivated people that would, but it's much easier now. Granted, I'm, I got my training journal on the other side of the computer. I just, I still write everything down on pen and paper. I think I've got like all my original training journals for like way too long. I don't know what the hell I'm ever going to do with them, but (laughs) sell them, man. Sell them. Sell them. Yeah. No one's going to want them. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I know. And obviously I have all my clients and all their, yeah. And it just, it just makes such a huge difference. You know, I, I never, you know, I try to do obviously stick with, you know, not giving the same face all the time and, you know, but as I've, again, I, as I, the populations I work with change, now I'm looking at stuff like the first thing is always What's your, when we're looking at your training, what's your life going to be like here? You know, okay. And what are your other competing interests? You know, that's kind of like the mother thing. Um, you know, I guess that's the new, the new sport. If you get what I'm saying, like, if, okay, your life is going to be like this now, like that's okay. That's going to be the defining goal. And uh, okay. How do I adjust the training to, to suit that? So, um, you yeah, know, it's, 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 you know, it's so that I refer back to their previous programs for, for guidance in that regard. But I find the sea even the seasons of the year um, and the way that like it often to is similar to what life is like, especially if they have kids and families and school and stuff like that. Um, all that kind of factors into, you know, the program design.
0: Yeah. And I, I talked about Ryan on this, on the podcast too, that yeah. I think one of the mistakes I made in the past was I, I felt like if every six weeks I didn't completely change something, they would fire oh, me and think that I was an idiot. Ugh.
1: Yeah, And yeah. like,
0: that was probably the biggest mistake I could have made because a lot of times it was working. They weren't complaining. They had enough novelty. And so now I I sometimes feel like I'm almost lifted so far the other way. Like their programs tend to look very similar, but it, it you know, right? It's it's different yeah. to look at a program on paper and you're like, shit, nothing changed. But then when you execute the program for a week, you're like, Oh wow, I'm sore here, I wasn't sore there. That was a lot yeah. harder than I thought. Just changing a rep range makes a difference. Like yeah. once you've experienced it for a week, it it does feel Different enough, I think, for most people to keep them progressing. But yeah. I think I just I did way too much novelty to yeah. their detriment, unfortunately, like years ago when I started.
1: Yeah, I used to, and it's still a, a you know, I still have probably a lot of <laughs> quite a few new clients who be like, okay, so I've been doing this program. When do I get my next one? And I'm my answer is I always feel like a dick's like, well, this one stops working. Now now I literally say, like, okay. Everything feels good, yeah, it's progressing and you want to change it, <laughs> okay? Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> so now,
1: now my kind of thing is, um, I'll make a ton of changes at first. Like, they're like, okay, yes. I hate this, I hate that, this hurts, this, I don't have this, and okay, good, 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 and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now let's just focus on progress, more rap, I mean, one more, just and then if, and my, my line is, if we never have to change this, and you just keep pushing the progress meter you're fuck you know send me a million dollars i just change your life like this is like yeah one you know obviously it never lasts forever but that should be the goal is just to work because the, the longer you work it and you're making progress those are like the fucking gains that matter like yeah so you know a little bit of novelty yeah of course like a vacation workout or whatever whatever yeah but uh yeah so I so that's kind of the, my shtick is that i look at their life okay, okay, you're in a, it's tax season and you're super busy. You're an accountant. I'm not going to give you a five day a week. I'm going to give you a three day. And, yeah. You know, and then when you're out of that, okay, now I'll do a bit of a more, you know, now I'll change the program a little bit more because you're in a different phase in life. Okay. And it's, you know, 12 weeks till you go away or yeah, to go away with your family. So then, but you have this relatively uninterrupted time. Okay. We'll push the volume a bit, you know, and then we'll just try to get to the sweet spot right away. And you just work the pro work in progress. And then the next big life change, that's when the program changed. I just find that's, I don't know. It's just, it's just a more for people who aren't competing in a sport or getting on stage. It's
0: just, right. Yeah. But most of them, like you have, I even use HRV this way. So initially with HRV, I was like, ah, if they're like a high level athlete, this is going to be great. Like, you know, power lifters, I like yeah. change their D load from, you know, seven days to 14 days. And it was like amazing, you know, cause they were just never recovered the whole time. And I'm like, well, maybe I just want more data. So I'll just have everyone start doing HRV. And yeah. I thought, ah, it's not going to be useful in everyone else. But what I found was people who were not really super competitive, mm. it was all the lifestyle stuff that was like screwing them up. Yeah. And so their HRV would tank because of a lifestyle issue mm-hmm. where the higher lifters that had their lifestyle kind of in order in order to get to that, most of them, not all of them, yeah. was training volume. But for someone whose lifestyle is a, a trash bin fire, like the thing that they can probably change the fastest that's going to save them and not, you know, completely, you know, bury their dick yes. in the sand yeah. is their training. <laughs> well,
1: I, I, you know, I know, I know. It's, uh, it's a funny, that's another point of, I guess, hubris, That I'm just like, I, okay, we're going to, you know, Oh we gotta just, uh, just the programming to, so you're maximizing progress. And meanwhile, their fucking life is,
0: Oh, it's you a know. disaster.
1: <laughs> I know <you> know. <laughs> And you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna manage your stress. You know? <laughs> <laughs> gonna, you know, we're gonna take you from like you know sets of fours, and I bring you back up to eights because I want to manage your stress. Whatever, you know, what I mean? it just. And meanwhile, they're they're dumpster fire life, and they're just you know, or they're not sleeping well, or I shouldn't say dumpster fire. That's a little over the top, but like even just like with COVID, man, like no. the you know not like the drinking, like holy shit, like you know <laughs> my clients all selling like, not all my clients are drunks well
0: you're but, in canada
1: uh, that's part yeah, of the lifestyle all, no, <laughs> i'm in canada i'm a drunk but no <laughs> no i mean it's uh it just the it's just it's you know the amount of people who have like not a couple glasses of wine a night that used to be the odd person now that's like uh, i don't know, it seems to be the, the overwhelming majority and great, that's not drunk, but it's it's enough to completely sh- well, kind of, not completely screw things up, but it's enough to affect things. So
0: yeah, and a lot of times I'll I sound like a, a shill for HRV, but uh, <laughs> no, you'll right. you'll find in their HRV. Like I've had some people where one drink they're fine, two mm. drinks just bam it just tanks. Yeah. And even like the type of alcohol matters, like the type of wine, where the wine is from. Like, I used to think that like clear alcohol wasn't as bad, but then I found people who tequila would just completely tank them and vodka would be fine. And then the next client would be the inverse. I'm like, I don't know. It just seems to be so variable from one to the next.
1: Well, I know. And I always do a massive eye roll when you guys, oh, I, I, you know, we'll cut, subtract the calories from carbs and fat and work in. And I'm like, you fucking idiot. That's not the point. You know, it's (laughs)
0: like, work in your four Budweiser's that night.
1: (laughs) Now yeah, you do the calorie hygiene. That's great. You know, but now, you know, you're, su- you're suppressing testosterone, but <laughs> it's fat, <like, laughs> and there's sleep and there's stress and there's cravings and there's fluid issues and, and just can't express power as well. And, and, and obviously the mood and the next day. And, and it's, it's always the other things associated with drinking, you know, and if it's a social drinking, then there's oh, yeah. you know, the eating, like it's everything else it, beyond the calories, you know, <laughs> that's you know that's that that's why you it's, it's it's an issue i mean it's great that you can work it into the diet bro but that's you know that's that's not that's not, not the reason why it's screwing everybody up
0: yeah i used to be sneaky with clients i know especially male clients in the past who would go out on friday night this one guy was arguing with me past flying he's like "Ah, oh, but i need to know exactly how many calories those three beers are i'm like Okay, so this is the third Friday in a row this has happened. Tell me yeah. about your Friday night. And it always involved going out to the bar with his buddies till one in yeah. the morning, yeah. having three beers, and then eventually he broke down and said, Well, we had half a pizza, and then we had chicken yeah. wings, and then we had Doritos with cheese on them, and you know, everything else that went into it. I'm like, the three beers is probably like the least of your worries. Yeah. And so then I started programming like high repetition squats like Saturday morning.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, I would yeah. say
0: nothing about what he did Friday night. And I would just look to see if he trains Saturday morning or not.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like a, yeah, a 7 a.m. leg workout. That'll, that'll get you the <laughs> quick booze, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, you're drinking. Obviously those are calories. Then you're eating shitty food and then you don't sleep well. And yeah. You don't recover well. And you know, then your cravings the next day you know, and then you're probably moody. So then you get even more stress, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's the low hanging fruit, I guess, is the actual the calories, the booze, it's everything else that's related to it.
0: Yeah. And then the inverse is like, again, years ago, I, I, d- I went through the phase probably in college where I drank more than I should definitely. And yeah. then I was started training harder, got a job and I'm like, okay, I'm going to quit drinking. Oh, you know, it's bad. It drops testosterone. You read too many studies and it goes to your head, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I remember going to a, a powerlifting gym and seeing like yeah. these just huge like sides of beef with eyes, like doing strong men, like you know, pulling yeah. six hundred pounds like for their warm ups and just crazy shit. And I went there on a Friday night and like it was a private owned place, and yeah. they would have beer when they were training. Yeah and i was like oh my god what's wrong and then you find out like some of these people are like you know top competitors in the state in the u.s and i'm like okay so maybe having a beer once in a while isn't as bad as i thought it was you know like it doesn't seem to be hindering their progress (laughs) no no it's not exactly crashing their t levels no
1: (laughs) no it's always it's like everything man it's like it's the it's everything wrapped into it and how You know how broad, like how it ripples into the rest of life. One beer while you're doing, come on. I mean, it's it's always like it's the multiples and everything related to it. And the you know, I find it's very easy to get you know caught in. Oh, you you know, you did this one thing. Oh, but it's 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 everything else is kind of related.
0: Yeah, and do you think like kind of just your passion and your willingness to just I call it like violent consistency just. Mm-hmm. Do the work like day in and day out, like just trumps yeah. so much stuff. I mean, I did a grip competition last October at my buddy Adam Glass's place, and we went down there. And you know, I, I always love lifting with those guys because it's just so humbling. Like the so yeah. the two top people for you know some of the lifts, I'm competing in their weight class. So of course, I got demolished, but yeah, yeah. Th- we're in there like drinking and like they're arm wrestling, and sh- one guy's showing another guy how to rip a deck of cards like half drunk at like two o'clock in the morning. You know, yeah, it was great. I mean, it was fun. But yeah, these guys lift like, like consistent, like almost literally every day, like high quality work. Yeah. And that's what they've done for like friggin' decades.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. And like when it's, you know, when you, when you lift with, with such skill and with such passion and, and it's like se- second nature and uh, you know, then like, that's so much different, you know, you know, than someone who's still, you know, they just don't have that a, that skill set yet you know yeah you know it's or they were just that i don't want to say passion because that sounds so frivolous but it's just like that that to develop it's like an
0: unconscious attention to detail not in like an over-the-top maddening way where you're neurotic but you're almost neurotic but it's just part of what you do there's not the stress that's associated with it it just becomes the pattern that you execute over and over and over
1: yeah, and you've done it with skill for so right. long and at such a high level and so consistently and you've built this strength and this base that you can, now you've got all that. So now you can fuck around and find out kind of thing. You can go and you can have a few beers while you lift and you, of course, just rip the weights and pull because you've got that, you, you've earned that privilege, you know, by putting yeah. all that hard, consistent work. And, you know, I think so many people uh, just, you know, they. <laughs> You got to get there you know you got to get there and like were they you know the people who reach that level were they monks the whole time to get there no but it's like consistency of effort and, and getting that that level of competency and strength and just the ability to like even just to be on and express strength and to you know you can, you can spot a confident lifter even in bodybuilding <laughs> just, oh sure you just like the confidence and and you just get that through doing those people then can like, oh man, I went on Friday, you know, like <laughs> they <can> get <laughs> do that, you know, but man, not not everyone, not, not most. It takes a long time.
0: So, is there yeah. any way to to I don't want to say short circuit that, but I can't think of a way to speed up the process, right? Because I think I've had discussion, I'll, same yeah. question to you, is that So we'll use a stereotypical male, right? 23 years old, you know, kind of made it through college, done some lifting, relatively somewhat successful. It seems to me it's almost impossible to talk him out of making some grave errors. Like they're just going to make errors. They're going to get injured at some point. Mm -hmm. And I used to spend all this time trying to convince them to be like, hey, look at this guy and look at all the idiot stuff I did. And it doesn't seem to work. So now I'm just like, what's the smallest error or injury they can end up with that they'll learn from yeah. so it's like can you put the car in the ditch and not drive it off the cliff <laughs>
1: well yeah because if you know i i think i think i got quoted in lou know, shuler, shuler quoted me an article of this and i I, was, I said to go if i'd never lifted a barbell i'd never been injured
0: you'd never been what like, if i've never lifted a oh barbell, never been injured yeah,
1: yeah never, if i've only lifted with cables and and you know dumbbells never you know, partly because i train a bit safe but uh you just like how you, it's just I'm not saying that barbell lifts are dangerous right but, but i'm just saying like that's over time if you do There's more these things shit, to
0: go wrong it's a higher so, risk
1: yeah so but if you train at a level where you're going to make progress and consistently which you should be doing you know in my opinion you're gonna eventually you're gonna get injured so like what is the you know you know you're gonna get something usually. It's, you know how it is. Usually, it's the shoulder or the elbow. If you're genetically gifted though, and you got those, and it's you got those joints that can just fucking take it, you can go really far. You know, and you're not super stupid with your programming. You know, you can go really far. But most people, eventually, you can get something, and uh then just learn not to work through pain. You know, that's that's to me is just it. You know, if you if anyone can learn anything, just don't work through pain. Do something else. Even yeah. something similar. You don't have to go fucking home, but just like just stop whatever you're doing and do something else. So it never gets better. Never gets better.
0: Yeah. I mean, rarely. I mean, I would estimate, I'd be curious in your thoughts. 90% of the people I know who got injured, there was some warning sign. Like you only hear of the things where it was a catastrophic injury that happened. And those things happen. Yeah, people tear but I would say most of the time there was some warning sign, they just ignored it. I know almost all my injuries, especially non-contact stuff. Yeah, like a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and and you know, especially so gen pop, it's always shoulder, you know. You know, I'm, you know oh I mean, my shoulder's jacked up, and you look at their programming, this three, four to one pushing, pulling, <laughs> you
0: know.
1: and even with good programming though, and you start putting up heavy weights, you know, and and you don't need even, even if you're avoiding like the behind the neck pressing and you're doing doing everything even pretty smart from the get-go, once you start putting up big weights, even with safe exercises, there's only so much, depending on your genetics, there's only so much that something's gonna start to grind down. And uh, I just think if you if you stop at that point where it's like you know, get some treatment, you know, you can really extend things, but most people just don't.
0: Do you find like upper back, like talking about ratio of pressing to pulling, do you Mm. find that most people can do a lot more back and pulling, especially upper back than they think? Like I switched my programming four years ago, like where most people now, even general population, Mm. like if they're lifting Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they're probably doing a back exercise for one, two, or three exercises Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I'm talking more upper back, not necessarily low back. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It definitely quite honestly you can never you never row too much well you can't right
0: but like just, yeah. I, I find it's like the almost everyone has that capacity and it just seems like knock on wood i've had luckily very few shoulder injuries and i don't know if it's related to that or i just got lucky or what but
1: yeah like he, if you know, that's why like what i program now i, I program safe for, for other people i'm saying like i program <laughs> out of the gate like yeah we we avoid that's you know like just why wouldn't i why wouldn't if i got somebody who has a body composition goal like not a strength goal why wouldn't i rely more on dumbbells like why wouldn't i like what the fuck like like, like it's you know unless unless they really like and even then i'll talk them out of it if they love barbell bench that much you know um yeah so i mean but i do think I think the ratio is really kind of it's a little bit overstated. there's such a it depends on the person and depends on oh, the, sure. you know. But yeah, I mean, if you if a, if you build a program around rowing, that's that's you're you're not going to get a, you're going to have a very a much more balanced person typically.
0: Yeah, I'm of the opinion now that I think the one arm dumbbell row from a split stance, where you let your shoulder go all the way down safely, mm-hmm. you, know, you build up to that progression over time. Yep. If you can pull some pretty heavy weights for high reps in that position where you're stabilizing yourself without mm-hmm. pain, I just feel that's just like such an underrated exercise for almost like everybody.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Oh, I love, I, I probably have a hundred <laughs> rowing variations. I mean, I just, <laughs> yeah, I just, it, yeah, I guess you can get, you can get elbow issues, of course, but you can get, you
0: issues. can get some overused stuff. I agree. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's such a blanket
1: recommendation that, that actually works.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's very few of those. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, that's, um,
0: but no, it is interesting
1: just, uh, you know, I don't think any lifts – well, there's a handful of lifts that are inherently bad. But they're, you know, the most – you know, there's some that are just like – I just don't see the point that to connect the goal. Like if you can if you have access to heavy dumbbells, and you're in this for the long run. And again, you just want to look good and want to like Jack, like why wouldn't you chase and not even just heavier weights, like just chase repetitions on dumbbell
0: pressing, like do that. What um, kind of pressing, like you're talking bench press, seated press, like what are yeah, some of your like, favorites?
1: Yeah. Like I, I like, a, a, a like kind of a, a medium incline, um, semi suit, like neutral grip, dumbbell press. I like that. Vary the incline depending on, depending on the person. And like, to me, that's my favorite, probably chest lift or pressing lift. Um, but, of course, flat's great, too. But, you know, obviously, with a uh, neutral grip or semi supinated I mean, that's just, it's just foolproof programming. Like, you know, very hard to get injured doing that. I mean, I'm sure some of you will. Like, injured <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Do you find,
0: like, using, like, a 15, 30-degree incline? I actually like a 15-degree incline, but that's just my bias.
1: I like whatever they haven't done in a while.
0: To be yeah. Right. Variety. I just, that's a, it's such an easy,
1: again, easy lever to push and just yep. say, okay, you know, they're doing the exercise. They're comfortable. I got to change something. Okay. Let's do this. You know, like that's, that's one of my favorite uh, kind of subtle progressions, stuff like that. Um, you know, not a lot of direct over the head. Well, I mean, you know, not really. Like even, I don't do much of that and never the barbell. Um, but I do like a Viking press with a landmine. That is a good dude.
0: Shot. That uh, is awesome.
1: That is probably my favorite old man shoulder. If someone has got a shoulder press. That's that's a good one. Yeah.
0: Do you do it with the landmine on the floor, or do you use like the little pipe attachment to bring the pivot point up higher?
1: Uh, no landmine on the floor.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah, I've done both, and I actually mm-hmm. like if you can get access to it. There's a little pivot pipe where you can put it on the side, and then mm-hmm. put the pivot point. Uh, almost like nipple high or chest high, mm-hmm. and so if you have long arms like I do, then to me that feels like it's a little bit better, but yeah, yeah. either version I think is. I was surprised, like, I got a Viking handle probably three years ago, yeah. and I was like, damn, I should have bought this like way sooner yeah. than, <laughs> than when I did.
1: <laughs> well, and why, like, is I swear, and again, this is just me, but I swear, it repaired my shoulder. Oh, nice, yeah, like it just. Not that it was ever that bad. Well, I, you know, I got some arthritis in there and some scar tissue and many hours of ART on it. Um, and I haven't had a session of ART in God knows how long. Well, not for that. <laughs> 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 Other parts. <sure. laughs> Shoulders are great, man. Um, but no, and I like doing them with like, um, kind of like, uh, hypertrophy clusters, like six sets of six with mm. six second rest. Um, man, it's that yeah, that's, to me, that's fun programming. So, because um, I can still get kind of get my meat head on because, you know, it's a Viking press. It's fucking yeah. cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's
0: the <laughs> name Viking press. How can it not be cool?
1: <laughs> you know, and it's, uh, you get some, well, the weights aren't that big, but it's, it's, yeah, that's a great lift.
0: Any other favorite lifts? Uh, for, no, like I keep
1: giving you these old man lifts, like neutral grip dumbbell pressing. And yeah, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I like, I think everyone uh, I love old man lists because they're old man for a reason. They're they're safe. <laughs> um uh like that. Um oh any like we mentioned rowing. I really like uh just very like variations of the lap pull down or like, one, like arm, one arm, two arm, different arm. handles. Yep, one arm and uh, standing one arm row, cable mm-hmm. row against sporting split stance. Um and again, before there's some variety because you can just change the heights of the pulley. Um, those are some favorites. But my favorite more, like to be honest, is, is once I, I have my favorites and everyone does like that, but I like more now to play with, again, I mentioned like different forms of cluster training.
0: Um, so how do you define cluster training for people who may not have heard that term before?
1: Okay, well, there's, well, there's strength clusters. Those are
0: different forms, so.
1: Yeah, like there's the old Polkman, like the, I forget what the, the exact name, Polygon clusters, like, you know, sets of one with, you know, five seconds rest in between, you do five sets of five of that, and that's one cluster. Um, there's um, uh, the threes, I forget what they're called. Those are, um you do three reps, wait five seconds, do three more reps, I, with, I think it's about your f- 5RM weight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, but the one I like just to is um is like six by six. So you use about your ten to twelve RM. Um, do six reps, rest ten seconds. Do six reps, rest ten seconds. You do that six times.
0: Oh oh Jesus!
1: Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So it's it's intensive and it's um it's kind of like Ronda.
0: Mm-hmm. Eight uh, by yeah. eight, right?
1: Yeah. Well, eight by eight, yeah, but you know, as you can see, <laughs> things start to blend together. Yeah, I know. Um, you know. Um, again, then there's Scott Stevenson. he had muscle rounds, which is six by four. Yeah. You know, and all, all variations of the same thing. And it's just like, it's a, you know, it's a reasonably heavy load, um, take it to, you know, if, if you're using a 10 to 12 RM and you take it to six reps, I mean, you got a lot left of the tank, but you know, as these, li- these mini sets accumulate, yeah,
0: you get the fatigue that accumulates,
1: exactly, exactly. So you get to use kind of baby weights. So they're safe, not be, you know, Yeah, lower I mean, weights. But you push into the provided. Your weight selection is good, and you figure that out relatively quickly. You push into the red, um, usually in that last set, and then when all of a sudden when you're unsuccessful, let's say you only did, you know, you did six by six the four times. No, excuse me, that made no sense. You did you did six reps for four sets. Um, oh, you only
0: got four on your last set. You're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let make easier. So let's say you <laughs> on your last, you only got four reps on your last two sets. Got it. And you went six, 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 then four, four. You shit the bed. Now you know next week. Okay, what my goal is. I want to see if I can yeah. get six by six. Um, I'm sorry, I, I'm. I know I came out terribly messy there. I was just got it. it. <laughs> but see, if that's when you reach that point. It takes a couple workouts to get there. But then you're like, okay, now I got this carrot that I'm chasing. That's very easy to visualize. And it's like, and then you get to that, you're, you're successful. You add a little bit of weight and you'll probably drop back down to maybe you get six reps, the first three sets and then keep progressing. It's, it's really fun. Again, you have to get to that, you know, if your weight selection isn't great, be a bit of trial and error to get there, but then it is fun, easy to chase and, and it fucking kicks your ass
0: too. I like that. I'm going to have to try that out. Yeah. It's great. Like, Yeah. So
1: hopefully I explain that reasonably well because yeah, uh, yeah. Like in the the muscle round way is six sets of four, okay. Um, but I find going up to six was a little bit better. Now maybe that's just with me and my clients, but just a little bit, yeah. Um, just I don't know, just cumulate a little bit more volume. But
0: yeah. well, blame Scott. He's a crazy bastard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love stuff. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, and, you know he probably didn't I mean I he didn't invent cluster training either. I mean, I mean, uh, I think that was around in the fifties or um,
0: I'm trying to think of who was the first person who did cluster training, and I don't know to be honest. Uh, uh
1: I learned it from Paula Quinn, but he, yeah.
0: he he said he didn't invent it. He said it's right.
1: Soviets. So who the fuck knows? But it's yeah. like
0: Soviets did almost everything, so but, we'll just say it's Soviets. Yeah, I'll take that <laughs> you no.
1: Know, just accumulating, I don't know how you explain it. It's taking a, um, like I said, it's not taking, it's
0: taking a, uh, for a
1: submax, how would you explain it? If you're doing.
0: So I view it like, so I think of everything as percentage of weight. So weight, right? Percentage of one RM, um, density or volume. Yeah. So to me, like how you described a cluster set is a way since you fixed the rest period and your, mm-hmm. your volume yeah, is cool. open-ended. Yeah, so your is. density is going to be almost the same, so to speak. Yeah, um, So your variable is trying to add reps, yeah. right? So a lot of stuff I do is almost the inverse of that. Like I'll say, okay, do a dumbbell bench press six to eight rep range for heavy, and then do four sets. And then I'll leave the rest period open-ended. Yeah. I mean, that as you get to between set three and four, you may rest three or four minutes where between set one and two, you're only resting one minute. So I'm speccing yeah. the volume, but I'm leaving density and time as an open-ended variable.
1: Yeah, so often if I have someone with two exposures a week, um, I'll do the muscle, re- like the, the density type work on yep. the back end. The closer And on the front end, I'll do stuff like depending on the, you know, I might do, you know, more like, uh, like rest pause work you know sure. or, you know or i'll do you know, like kind of like the patient lifters work where you know like it spins off five by five and where the yeah where the rest is open and it's just chasing that other variable yeah I, I just like stuff that's easy you know easy for people to visualize and have a goal you know so
0: yeah makes sense five by five bill star right so old well, yeah, school no, like, again yeah, exactly. He probably stole it from someone else, but yeah. <laughs> or just or you know, or just rest pause work. Just get like get something completely
1: different. You know, I think it's it's you know sometimes it, it's nice to separate things into into training blocks. But I I don't know. I kind of like having multiple things in the same program. It just obviously it's it it can be just a nice little relief mentally. Like if you have a if you have week after week of stuff, especially if it's stuff like. <laughs> like rest pause work that will just run you down it's oh. as hell but when it stops working it becomes a grind so I've, i kind of find if you have separate don't you do less of it but and you you back end it with something else it's a totally different exposure you know you can kind of just run it longer which is all which is always my goal i just want to run this shit longer you know
0: yeah that's why i use a lot more for strength training in general i use a lot more complete rest and then I use a lot of volume progressions and sometimes density, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll alternate like a week of volume and then density. And then if it looks like they're not progressing as well, I'll do density again and then volume. Or if someone like my buddy, you probably know Sam Pogue, like he never did much density training. So like most of his work was all just aerobic stuff, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then a lot of density stuff. And he did great. Right. Just, just because historically he's, never really done that. And his aerobic system just needed some better development. Yeah. Right. So it's like a lot of it, I think is just, Hey, what haven't you done? Maybe we should try yeah. that. And if it, it'll get you to the goal that you want to get, mm-hmm. that's probably the faster way to go.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. And and at a certain point, an aerobic base is less of a, you know, of an option and more, just more of a requirement, you know?
0: Oh, a hundred percent.
1: Like it's just, people got to put in that work, you know?
0: Do you do like aerobic testing at all? I know you work with mostly general pop and more like kind of the strength training, hypertrophy, body comp, but do you look at any VO2 max or aerobics or do you have any markers of something they should be at a certain level before you increase volume?
1: No, not, not for what I do for my, for my market. Again, I'm, I'm a body composition guy, but I just like to get people, um, if they're not doing any of it, you know, especially if they're, you know, you want to just build up that aerobic base. So I just use really big, like starts off with like just, you know, 30 minutes at, you know, 120 to 140, you know, just get them successfully doing that. And do I progress it? It, it really just depends, you know, it depends on the goal. So like with my people, I just try to, you know, include is what they need. I always give them what they need. And they, you know, especially if someone's stressed out, they don't have a ton of time, you know, I won't give them, you know, these, these, you know, six day a week program will give them maybe two or three days a week, but quite a bit of aerobic exercise and just increase it, you know, maybe like something simple, like an extra five minutes a week. Yeah. Or um, other people I'll just kind of keep it fixed because there's only so much shit I can fit in, you know, yeah. so that's always my underlying thing. So, um, but what I don't do is, is, or rarely do is just like, Here's your six day a week program and completely ignore other fitness qualities. <laughs> Unless those are clearly well established, you know. Sure. You know, I got, you know, some young people that I just want to get big, man. I'm like, okay, we're not going to be doing much. We're not going to do much cardio. But for the average person, I mean, you know, I'd like to typically probably not even do a ton of strength training at first, maybe two or three days, you know, and have the bells doing as much kind of steady state cardio as their life can afford. Uh, but in terms of like chasing VO2 max, like no, I don't really do that.
0: And do you program their steady state cardio on a different day than weight training, or do you have any qualms about putting them back to back, or any preference?
1: Uh, when they'll do it.
0: <laughs> when they'll do it. Yeah, that's yeah. obviously the biggest one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when they'll do it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I with steady state, I don't get. I really don't think it matters that much. Um, you know, yeah, once you start doing like aerobic intervals and stuff like that, then it's a little bit different Then I'd prefer to do that. Not firstly, not that often. And, uh, you know, ideally on the same day as a leg day, you know, interesting. You do
0: it after then, I assume.
1: Um, it depends how much time I got, if they can separate it. Ooh, that's great. But yeah, you know, do four to six hours in between, but typically do it after the leg day. Um, but I just don't, that's, here's another thing. I just, that's another thing. I just don't, I used to have be the hit guy or not, not, Everyone says they're doing hit. They're not doing it you know, Oh, they're, they're, Tabata they're is
0: everything. It. Tabata preacher curls, the pink dumbbells yeah. on a BOSU ball. Let's well, go. I'm like, well, yeah, that's it. That's
1: <laughs> Tabata curls. But uh, it's like people say, oh, I, then I do my, my hit cardio. I'm like, hey, you're not really doing hit. But Yeah, for 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 40 <you're> minutes. <doing, laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, you're doing intervals. still hard. Still yeah, hard. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I used to... No, I used to program a lot of intervals. No steady state cardio because that makes you fat. Mm. No. Um, now I do rarely, rarely, because I just think that re- that digs such a hole. And it just it's not any better for fat loss in my estimation. Yeah, it's faster, but you know, like it's a faster workout, I mean. Um, but it's just much, much prefer just steady state cardio. Usually usually push the time to a certain point and then. You know, kind of push the uh, push the effort in, the, in that window how much again as much as they can as much as and as much as they need
0: yeah so i my think opinion, people yeah. underestimate how like high quality high intensity in real training i think people underestimate just how freaking brutal that is and how developed you have to be in order to do that repeatedly and maintain the quality of output
1: well, yeah, like that's—I you know, would never s- put that in somebody's program right away. Like, if I'm
0: yeah.
1: going to take the cardio, less again depends what they show up like. But right yeah, like I, they're first they're going to get—they're going to get a walk, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and that and that solves a ton of fucking problems because especially if they're stressed, if I can get them just walking outside, like that can be their cardio. I'll work on the diet and the, and the strength training more often. Yeah. Than. but if they need more you know, it's more of that. Like then, yeah, we'll do this basic steady state cardio. I don't I don't I guess I'll occasionally put in, or, you know, aerobic intervals on a like, but I just, frankly, I just don't, I don't see the need. I just think it just, it causes more problems you know, that it, that's, that's something else you can, can fix. Like, it's, I just don't see why you, would, I don't see why you would do that. I, yeah, you get better aerobic adaptations, you have better shape, but you know, it's such a thing you got, you want to play that card sparingly. Like maybe after eight to twelve weeks of a lot of good steady state cardio, then you start to start to creep into the other way. Like maybe one aerobic interval session, um, maybe up to two, and while, while concurrently lowering steady state. And then, but then you have to also look at the goal of the weight training. Like if you're having a lot of leg days, where are you putting these? Like you gotta be careful where you put them. Like I like to do them on the leg days. And now if you have two leg days a week, okay, now, like I say, everything writes a check, and that writes that one writes a really big one.
0: Yeah, I've gotten, I think, better at programming it. Like for some people, I may literally start with, you know, at the end of their leg day or hybrid day, like get on a rower, and I'll spec at, you know, what wattage I want them to go for 30 seconds, and then I'll leave the rest period open,
1: oh. Yeah, and I then go again. Yeah, no, I should I should add. I'm talking like running. I'm talking like treadmill sprints. Oh, yeah, on a rower? Okay, yeah. that's yeah.
0: Oh, I got it. So you're just talking about sprinting like uh, yeah. running. Got it.
1: Yeah, or or even bike sprints. Rower that I I rower I'll put that um I use that a lot as a finisher actually. Yeah. Uh, i think body finisher. Yeah. That's what I'll sneak in a lot earlier because I don't th- I find it's uh people like it. It's fast, it's effective, it's easy to track. Um, doesn't yeah,
0: do you think it's because there's less impact that you yeah. can get away with a little more volume? That's kind of yeah. what I found.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I should have clarified that when I say intervals, I mean like
0: you know, got it, yeah, um,
1: or bike sprints, you know, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, no, I it's <laughs> yeah, the, the details matter,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I even start people at like two or three intervals and they look at it and they're like, what. This is insane, but to read it, I'll say, okay, you can only deviate usually five to 10% off your max, Mm -hmm. right? So if you rested four minutes and you can't repeat within 10% of your max, like you're done with intervals, like because you can't get any higher quality work. And now all I'm going to do is just, you know, burn your recovery for probably not a better adaptation. And then I got to take away something else later because, you know, you only got X amount of recovery you can use.
1: Well, yeah. And I just think, With steady state work too, like yeah, you you just get so much. I mean, I I, it does more for for someone who comes to me and that like I get just I just get more bang out of that buck, like yeah, totally. Yeah, like you get them it's the restorative factor, you know. And uh anyway, I don't know.
0: Cool, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. I just have two last questions. Um one of them is, is is John Brardy being a pain in the ass, or is he still okay? John, John, <laughs> I just love giving John shit.
1: he <laughs> will uh, probably
0: uh, never hear this anyway. So
1: no, he probably, probably, no, he's like, he's like four kids, he's busy now. He's great, man. He's great. Yeah, but, um, He's awesome. Yeah. He's, just he's, you know, I, it's so fun because, uh, he, does, he sure as hell doesn't need me. <laughs> so so he, <laughs> sure as hell doesn't need me. So I, I enjoy that because you know, it's a great privilege to, to do his programs. And it's fun because again, I know he's just, he can do it himself quite well, and uh, so we can kind of work off each other. And uh, but again, is is what's fun about his programming him because he is such a, an accomplished lifter. Great oh body, yeah, yeah, great <laughs> bodybuilder, and uh, so now it's more like programming around. He's got four kids, and he, you know, he's living in different places and, and stuff like that, different gym environments. So that's um, that's what I find the most fun about it. You know, it's because it's like it's so, not like I'm sitting there going, okay, how do I like, you know, and you know, work with this really good athlete. How do I make him better? It's like, okay, how do I work with this life and this concept? You know, cause I know he's got this, the, the requisite skill set to, you know, to push it. And yeah. or, like, I don't have to, so he's, uh, he's doing good. He, you yeah, he's probably he's, he works, he works harder than he probably <laughs> he runs himself down pretty fast. It's, it's, it's funny. He's, he, it's interesting. He, uh, his tolerance, he, he goes into the red pretty easy.
0: Yeah. And I know he stopped doing the podcast for a while too, just because of uh, time investments and everything yeah. else too. So it's, yeah. it's been interesting to watch because on, on paper, people are like, wow, he's sold precision nutrition. Like he doesn't have to work another day in his life. But <laughs> I think if you, you have the skill set and drive of someone who's oh. accomplished that with business partners, mm-hmm. you're not just going to retire and sit my ties on the beach all day you, you oh. probably just don't have that personality. And so I think it's been interesting to watch him spend more time with his kids, you know, grow up, have a family and just all the other things he's able to do now. So it's been a cool journey to watch at least from the outside.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's just, uh, yeah, but I guess it's interesting. I can, you can see that drive in his training because, uh, sure. because uh, especially the rest pause work, like, he <laughs> it, and then all of a sudden he's like, I need a deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not saying that he's you know he's he's weak it's just he oh no you know he's in his 40s now closer to 50s like dude okay i get it
0: yeah Um, and sometimes i think having someone like you the more advanced athletes i have like a lot of times i spend more time just pulling them back than i do pushing them you know it's like hey man your hrv has been red two days like what's going on like let's drop your volume let's drop in an aerobic day let's you know make sure you don't blow both the tires at once
1: yeah yeah, he's uh yeah, he's good that way. He knows his uh his biofeedback pretty well. So
0: yeah. Um all
1: right, yeah.
0: That's nice. that's <laughs> and then where can people find more about you if they wanna oh. go to your website? I know you've got a wonderful newsletter and you're one of the rare newsletters that I actually still enjoy reading because I run a newsletter and I <laughs> I don't like reading a lot of other people's newsletters because I don't think they're very good, but <laughs> I enjoy reading yours all the time, which is great.
1: <laughs> I just got to get on. I just got to get back to it. Yeah. My frequency isn't quick. I'm like one every other week, but uh website is dot B R Y a N K R a H N. And uh, yeah, I'm as people might probably guess. I don't really have a system. I just kind of try to do what works. <laughs> so
0: yeah and that's great and yeah. yeah i really enjoy your writing and also when i wrote articles for team Egg, when you edited them that it was great because i would get them back and i'm just like you have the thing where you send something in and you're like oh, that's pretty good and like either you or lou would edit them and they come back and you're like fuck i sent like a shitty thing and this sounds so much better but it still sounds like me how do they do that <laughs> oh god that's uh...
1: That birds you out. that, that I'm,
0: thats a hard I, skill to learn. That's well, impressive. <laughs> uh, well,
1: I mean, it's when you when you correct enough really bad writing after a while, you're just like, I can't. You don't even want to read anything anymore. <laughs> you're just like fuck. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you can find me. Find me there.
0: Cool, awesome. Go well, ahead. thank you so much for all your time today and sharing all your knowledge. We really appreciate it.
1: Uh, <laughs> thanks, man. Okay.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate it. A huge thanks to Brian for his time. Uh, great to talk to him again. I, as I mentioned in the podcast, I haven't been able to see him in person for a while due to COVID and traveling and him being up in Canada and having a kid and everything else that's going on now. But uh, hopefully we'll be able to see him in person again. Big thanks to him for sharing all of his uh, wisdom. I've always enjoyed his writing And just his thought process as someone who's been coaching people uh, for literally a long period of time. And it's always fun to compare notes and see if you're seeing similar trends and get good thoughts from him. So be sure to check out his stuff. I highly also recommend his newsletter, which is a great read. If you want more information on nutrition and recovery, check out the Flex Diet Cert. uh, FlexDiet.com flexdiet.com, and go to the Get On The Wait List in the upper right-hand corner or on the main page there. You'll be able to find it and we will let you know the next time that it is open. you also get exclusive uh, contact content too. You can contact me directly through the newsletter. It's going to be the best way to get a hold of me. Once you're on there, uh, just hit reply, change the title to Add Action. Anything you want to see on the podcast, uh, please let me know. So as of now, those are the only sponsors. Obviously, I'm the one who created the Flex Diet Cert. Maybe we'll have other sponsors in the future, but for this time being, I've turned down all other sponsors because I didn't think it was a good fit at all, and I'm not going to take somebody's money for stuff I don't believe in. So go to flexdiet.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it around hit subscribe, leave us whatever stars you feel is appropriate, leave us some comments, greatly appreciate it, that always helps uh, to keep it going. And like I said, anything you want to see, drop me a note through the newsletter. Thank you so much, as always, for listening, really appreciate it, and we will talk to you again next week.